Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the text for this evening come from all three lessons that you've heard read. When I first got out of the seminary, an older pastor told me, keep all the cards that people send you that are positive. Tuck them away in a file folder. And when you're having a bad day, open them up and read them. Because it'll remind you that not all days are like that day. That's the great gift of being a journal, doing the same thing with it. To read back and see that it's not always as dark as it seems. When it comes to God's gifts, whether they be temporal and earthly, or whether they be spiritual and eternal, we ought often to be reminded. In the Old Testament reading this evening, in the second verse, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you. Remember. Part of being thankful is remembering. Because Satan spins us with a dark cloud and glasses that are shading all that God has done so that we fixate not upon his great gifts, but upon our lack of whatever it is that we may think we want or need. For those 40 years that they are to remember, it wasn't always 40 years of joy, was it? Remember? Many of their friends and family members were killed before their eyes because of their grumbling and grumping and complaining in those 40 years in the wilderness. It wasn't always joy-filled to pick up the tent, to place it back down, to set up camp again, to live with such transiency. And yet that is what you and I are supposed to live. It is very fascinating indeed that the people were told to remember those 40 years in that wilderness that they would then recall the gifts that God has given. Then he reminded them of discipline. Now, you and I can scratch our head and think, discipline, in what way does discipline bring thankfulness? I have heard stories from you all, you've heard from me about our parents and their discipline of us. We laugh about the things, and yet we are also very thankful for such discipline. And to remember such things aren't always negative. Yes, there were some times when we were disciplined more than we should, And yes, as parents, we discipline far more than we should. But nevertheless, we remember the love that was behind the times when it was the right thing for us to have received. Then God says, you shall not live by bread alone, which they had been fed, remember, every day. Bread in the morning, every evening, quail at night fed every day, but that was not what they were to be fed by, for that's just their body 
and it becomes hungry again the next day, just like yours and mine. But be fed by the promises of God from his word, his mouth, in fact, speaks it into being. The same thing as you and I thinking, well, do we have to conjure thankfulness up within ourselves? In other words, do we have to experience something to evoke thankfulness in order for us to be thankful? And the problem is with thankfulness is that it is like love. It is a feeling and an emotion that can come in and leave again. And if we think that we can define our thankfulness by that we feel it, or with the lack thereof because we don't feel it. God is very clear. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from his mouth. The same thing that Paul said, I've learned to be content, whether I'm well-fed or hungry, whether plenty or nothing, because I do not live by what I see or experience, but by what proceeds from your mouth, O God. Do I live and breathe and have my entire essence affirmed and set and not moved. Thankfulness is tied directly in to reception and receiving things. In the Gospel reading, ten men received something. They asked not for healing, Check the text. They didn't ask for cleansing. They asked only for mercy. Christ gave them mercy and physical healing. And yet, the nine that went away and did not return focused and fixated not upon the spiritual gift of mercy and forgiveness and who it was that spoke them that word that flowed from his mouth, but rather on the physical healing. Only that one came back because he fixated upon the spiritual healing, even though his body was brand new and clean. God in the flesh did do such a wondrous thing Notice what Jesus says. Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus is making it very clear who he is in the flesh. And the flesh that is before them is perfect and cleansed flesh. And from this perfect and cleansed flesh did he breathe and speak the cleansing of this leper's body, more importantly, the cleansing of all ten of these lepers' souls. But, like it's what's on the front of this pulpit right here, the seed and the sower, some seed fell among thorns or shallow soil and grew for a while, and but the cares and concerns of this world died out. That sounds like what the nine happened. But one seed fell among good soil and produced a crop. The one who came back and praised God. It is the only place in the entire New Testament 
where Jesus is given the same accolade as God the Father in being praised, giving thanks to God. The Greek word eucharisto, we get the word eucharist from, is what's used in this text, and it's only used here for the very first time, that Jesus, God in the flesh, is given praise as God, the creator of all things, the giver of all things, the sustainer of all things, and the answer to all things, whether well-fed or hungry, whether full or empty, it is he who has given all. But it is Satan who wishes us not to focus on what we've received from God, which is tied into our thankfulness, but rather that which we have not received, or only those things that have to do with the reception of things in this world for this world's sake, the things that don't last. What did, did your parents spend all their time teaching you to make wise decisions about the things that really matter in this life, and not about the things that are going to break, fade away, or what have you, but about the things that have meaning and matter in this life? If all parents give that to their children, whether Christian or not, we have been given something different as God's children by our Heavenly Father, that the things that matter in this life are those things that flow from His mouth. Where on the night in which He was betrayed, He took bread and gave thanks. Just as that Samaritan did at the feet of Jesus, declaring Him to be God. And what was the imperative given to that Samaritan after he had been healed physically and spiritually? Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. He was to continue on his wilderness journey, just like you and me. We continue on those journeys, whether we are given a whole bunch of things for this life or whether we struggle and scrape, whether it's easy or whether it's difficult at every turn, whether we're trying to figure out how we're going to make it ends meet, or whether we are so fat and full. Because here is where we have been healed with the flesh of Christ, the cleansed flesh of Christ to cleanse us, lepers, who come to Him for such cleansing, where we eat and drink the very thing, God in the flesh, as the Samaritan bowed down and worshipped and gave thanks, Eucharisto, so we bow down before the same God, giving thanks and receiving, because thanksgiving is tied directly to receiving, and it's about the receiving that he gives you the words to say back. David, who was overwhelmed with such thankfulness, in the seventh chapter of the second book of Samuel said this. These are our words of response to God's gift here where he feeds us with the words of his mouth and with his flesh that cleanses. 
Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet, this was a small thing in your eyes. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God, because of your promise and according to your own heart, you've brought about all this greatness to make your servant know it. Therefore, you are great, O Lord God. There is none like you. There is no God beside you. According to all that we have heard with our ears. Thanks be to God for the words he gives us that he has brought us thus far and will continue to bring us to his heavenly mansion, our home, not this world and nothing in this world, freed at last. In Jesus' name the one unto whom we give thanks as God in the flesh. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds on Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.